Hey, podcast fam, it's Izzy Girl, the authentic self-advocate, and you are listening to Authentic Breath. Welcome to May. Oh my gosh. And it's like Monday, May 15th, y'all. And is it just me or is this year like zooming by? <laughs> like a phantom in the night, right? Oh my gosh. It's been a minute, homies and homies. Last month we had Bobby Bostick behind the mic. Shout out to Bobby for helping us out on re entering the space. I love you, dude. You are so, so awesome, and I appreciate you. Shout out to all my Asian American and Pacific Islander friends. I miss your faces. I miss, I miss all of your faces, really. You know, being a student at Central European University changed my life. It was another layer, that's for sure. I don't remember ever having so many rich conversations across the globe, you know, with humans just from all over the place with various backgrounds. And it has definitely stretched my advocacy, and I appreciate you so much. May is also Mental Health Awareness Month. Y'all, if you ever run into a situation that you do not understand, please, please, dial 988 for the Suicide and Crisis Prevention Lifeline. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Again, 1-800-273-8255. There is so much going on. And if you ever have doubt, there are professionals out there who are ready and willing to assist. There are so many resources out there. And you name the crisis, domestic violence, sexual assaults, child abuse, human trafficking, you're not alone. I hope that there are resources that resonate with you out there. And hit Google, talk to a friend, a counselor. There are humans out here just waiting to listen. Shout out to my own therapist. I highly recommend CarePoint Christian Counseling out in Kirkwood, Missouri. The number is 314 822 8888. I've had my counselor now a year this month. Oh my goodness. I have. Bless the Lord. I just realized that I started. I was actually on a wait list because I'm a Medicaid recipient as of now. That it, that will change uh, in the near future. I have a lot to share, guys and gals. <laughs> Humans. I Shout out to them first to wrap that up. The number again is 314-822-8888. And I have been a big fan of Medicaid expansion. Your girl has benefited in an immense way. I won't share it all. I've shared quite a bit, though. And um, given my fibroids in the past, Mineraja, 
uh, infusions and just nonstop hospital visits in addition to therapy. Medicaid has been a godsend for me in this space. I mean, really, um, I don't know how much longer I'll have it. <laughs> so I guess this is a great transition to a shout out to the University of Michigan who hired me about a month and a half ago. Uh, I basically will be collecting data with the Institute of Social Research in Novi, Michigan. I'm super ecstatic about the role and kudos to Miss Cynthia. You didn't know you were going to get a shout out with Cynthia, but Miss Cynthia and I go way back to Peace Corps. And she has been working with the University of Michigan for years, right? And I would say Miss Cynthia is about, let's see, I'm 43. So I won't give her age away. She's about 30 years older than me. And that's not completely accurate because I don't want to give her age away just in case she doesn't want me to do that um, but she's been working for them for years and we've been back and forth we've been in conversation and just kept in touch for years because we both finished in 2016 but we've been waiting on a position to pop up a remote position by the way just in case you're wondering is she moving to Michigan nope <laughs> That's like the number one question I get. Are you moving to Michigan? I'm like, nope. We've been waiting on a remote position here in St. Louis to pop up, and it finally did about two months ago. And I undergone, I undergone, I underwent the application process. It's, it's quite, um, I won't say strenuous, but it was involved. Let's just say that I had two interviews and quite the application process, quite the wait process. There's so many logistics attached to it, but it's, you know, just Google. You know, University of Michigan, IRC, the Institute for uh, Social Research. I, did I say IRC? ISR, the Institute of Social Research. Top-notch collectors of data. You think of it, they collect it on social issues. And I am in love with the concept. I'm in love with what I'm going to have to do. I'm excited with the flexibility of the schedule and super stoked about just learning more about data, right? So thank you, first of all, to my Heavenly Father for finding me some work that I'm absolutely knowing I'm going to be passionate about. Uh, it's a temporary role, which is great because it kind of falls into the next conversation, which is the law school application process. And I'm actually going to have to pick that one up after I give a shout out to my Ghanaian brothers and sisters who celebrated wins this weekend over at Brown School at Washington University. Congrats, y'all, on hitting the mark. Felicitations. I am so, so proud of you. I think we had three masters and a PhD candidate walk across the stage on Saturday. Shout out to Melody, Solomon, Enoch, and Bofi. I am so proud of you all. Man, well done. God bless you. God bless you all. So, yes, in between November, I think, was the last potisode and Bobby's potisode, a lot has taken place. Israel just took a much-needed break. I sat for my law school admissions test in January. I think it was January 14th. And Israel scored a 137. I have said this in the past. We are authentic breath. We don't hold any cheese when it comes to what I want to share in public authentically, right? Why be ashamed? Why allow these numbers to beat us up? No. Is is here to share so that you understand you are not in this alone. None of us are, right? We all fall short. And guess what? 
is just hasn't, you know, done very or hasn't been very successful with standardized exams in the past. And now God has blessed me with an amazing tutor. And I'm excited about what is to come. But in the meantime, today we turn to a journal entry. We return to the journal. I usually take a journal entry and a word that is typically captivated throughout the entry. And then I share it. But today I'm actually going to read you an entry. And some of you know. You know, this has been a process. It has. I think I happenstanced upon this opportunity back in 2020. I randomly won, and I I don't know if I should say randomly, right? I won, uh, no, it was 2021, pardon me, because I had gone back to Moldova and returned home after the pandemic. So it's just 2021. So this would be two years as of January that I had been studying for this exam. And the way that it came about, I was looking for some financial literacy information uh, about how to build my wealth, right? And I came upon, I forget her last name, but I think she's called The Aspiring Boss on Instagram as well as Facebook. And she's also on YouTube. She's a black attorney in Kansas City. I had to think about where she was, but she's in Kansas City right here in Missouri, corporate law and I was tuning into the YouTube video and in that video she offered an opportunity for um, participants to enter a chance to win what's called Magoosh. Magoosh is a prep course. It's kind of like a self-study prep course preparing us for the law school admissions test. So I literally entered, I think I entered two parts. I don't even know if I entered the third, but like three days later, I'd won. I'd won this prep course. And um, I know in the interim, I had kind of logged in to practice some of the um, practice tests or like the diagnostics that they had, uh, the various drills prior to winning. And I got a feeling my heart was like, like the desire of your heart, God, he honors that, y'all. He honors it. And so I was truly curious about this process, and I had been rolling over whether I should become an attorney anyway, given my past um, experience in the work field. And so I filled out the two parts, one three days later, and I had been practicing, oh, my gosh, you name it, I'd done it. Well, probably not everything. But anything from diagnostics to practice tests to just reading several books to um, whether it's study guides or books in general, um, YouTube videos, uh, (laughs) podcasts, you name it. I tried a bit of everything until I got into a groove of what I was comfortable with. And I finally sat for the exam last year, so 2022. And If I recall, I had two hiccups with the online administration, so there were quite a few delays on my first two exams, so I had to cancel that one and extend it to the next month. And then I finally decided to wait out the three months, and I sat for it again in January, right? And I scored actually two points lower. (laughs) Oh, that is not a nervous laugh. That is a ridiculous laugh, right? Two points lower than the first exam. Um, And so I just decided, you know what, I'm washing my hands of this, I'm moving forward, I'm gonna go ahead and apply. Now here's the thing, 
When you're entering this law school application process, if you don't have a lawyer in your family or a close friend to walk you through the process, literally hand in hand, like footstep by footstep, <laughs> pace by pace, you're not going to know. Let's just be real. You can read up on it on various platforms. I won't name all of them. You go to YouTube and listen to videos, watch videos ad nauseum. But the fact of the matter is even today, May the 15th, there is no doubt how much I have to learn about what I really want, honing in on the craft, uh, preparing myself to get into law school, getting through law school, and passing that bar so that we know which direction we're going, right? There's just no way to know unless you actually have resources at your fingertips. Like I now have at least six or seven resources, actual attorneys in my phone that I can call and say, hey, you know what, I'm confused about this. I don't understand this. Who is this politician and why does it matter? Why do, you know, just having pillars around you. When I say pillars, I'm not specifically pointing to prayer pillars this time, but people who are entrenched in their craft, in this case, the legal field. I have quite a few now that I can turn to and ask for their wisdom. Y'all, if you are applying to law school, this is essential. It is essential that you have these resources at your fingertips because you cannot do it alone. And I tried to do that. I tried to do that. And even with all of the webinars that we are privilege to watch and listen to, uh, that have access to via LSAC, the Law School Admissions Council, you still are not going to get enough information. Those are the facts, right? Those are the facts. I believe I listened to the concept of, oh, and this is every school you'll listen to. Oh, we look at your application holistically. They're going to say that. I promise you. They're going to say, we look at your application holistically. And y'all know I love the conjunction and, and continues that conversation, but negates the farmer's statement, but and includes it in the conversation. So we look at your application holistically and it's dependent upon your law school admissions test. Ooh, ouch, Israel. Ooh, ouch, is like, yo, I was arrogant enough to think. That with my field experience, you know, my CV, the people who are just mad supporters of whatever I want to do, that I was going to get in this year. But I give myself grace. And, <laughs> and I give myself grace. So I want to first share a direct snippet from my thoughts back in April. I believe it was April, April 10th, 2023. Sheesh. As of today, I've hit five denials. When I started this process, I could have sworn I had a shoe in, given my social justice experience and time in the field. I'm not sure what to think. My professors are so hopeful. They've all been amazingly supportive. I've spent countless hours writing and editing essays, tweaking my resume, I've washed my hands of that LSAT after January. It's exhausting thinking about it. It makes me wonder again why I'm just that absurd to go through all of this. I swore off standardized exams, remember? I don't think they took anything into account save my scores. Just a theory. They couldn't have though, right? 
I think they consider your file after they see a certain LSAT score. To look at a file holistically means after looking at your LSAT score, we look at your file holistically. <laughs> Emory denied. Washu denied. University of Houston denied. UC Davis denied. UC Berkeley denied. How should that make one feel? Curious, actually. I don't know, too. All of the time I've invested in studying these past two years, the podcasts, the IG posts, the notes, YouTube University, only to result in 139 and five denials. And the University of New Mexico, the verdict is still out. And I just don't know. The hardest part is sharing the good news. <laughs> it's a joke, right? I'm not the only one disappointed. My professional colleagues, professors, and overall support system, new people that have come into my life to help support, are all disappointed, exhausted by the wait. What am I to do? Do I try again? Do I want to? I mean, is this really what I want? One can't help but question after all of this. Given my history, why wouldn't I question? Why? For one, it just makes dollars and cents. And what am I trying to prove? Am I trying to prove anything? I struggle with my genuine motives. Is it that I feel stuck? Need I be redeemed for my past still? Or is this just something else entirely? I'm liking to think it's something else entirely. I've been approached countless times at this point. An affirmation here, a confirmation there, but what of the facts? We'll be back in a moment. So let's talk about this. Fear holds us bound. It's bondage. And it ain't freedom. It strickens us in a holding pattern that has physiological ramifications, y'all. So first, a bit of context. Fear begins in a part of the brain called the amygdala. That's A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A, -A, amygdala. The amygdala processes our emotions, right? And when the amygdala is activated, it causes a fear response, or it can cause a fear response, I should say. This is not a bad thing, y'all. Humans have adopted this protective measure for survival. I was in a therapy session about, I guess, three weeks ago now, and I brought up the fact that I had a sensation in my chest these past few weeks. It's been just full of nuances, new activity, opportunities, and that sensation reminded me of a previous sensation, which I can just explain and describe later. I associated it with anxiety, right? 
And they were explaining that is like these emotions, these sensations are to protect you. And I'm like, I know this, <laughs> right? Of course. And so there's sort of involvement of the discussion of the sensation surrounded not only anxiety, but excitement, fear, uh, sadness. And so I got this series of questions and essentially I responded with, I was excited. You know, I've been excited for weeks about the newness of things that are happening in my life. I don't necessarily have to associate it with the sensation that I felt some, was this 2023, uh, eight, seven years ago. So seven years ago in the Republic of Moldova, I was out with friends one Saturday night. We were entering the number one, numero uno. And I was the last person to enter the store. And unfortunately, a human on the side of the store uh, needed money. And they took it upon themselves to grope me pretty closely uh, to try to get money off of me. And it startled the crap out of me. I um, essentially just was a, a mad groping, right? Um, but I felt this person all over my, my person. And we called the police, eventually walked back to Peace Corps, uh, and I eventually got home safe and sound, glory be to God. And I literally refused to stay out after dark for quite some time, y'all. It was just always this sensation in my chest. Like, it's like, it's almost like excitement overflow that was clearly anxiety. I literally would, you know, my heart would start racing. Uh, your breathing increases, and I would pretty much be resulting to banging on my host family's um, window at night because I was so afraid to be alone. And so I, I actually demanded that the Peace Corps replace my door. It was a very old door at the time, but I, I needed the security of a bolt on the door, and that gave me some security. But yeah, so there are four different responses to fear, though, right? There's fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. I'll give you an example. I recently had the opportunity to introduce myself and to a human, and initially my body literally froze. My heart began to raise, and various layers of overthinking were introduced such that I, I just opted out of the opportunity entirely. I never even introduced myself, <laughs> just being real. Uh, when we project or reflect on anything, save the spontaneous moment, we are not operating from an authentic place, y'all. I'll prove it to you. Clinical psychologist Amy Marshall says, when we experience fear, our brain reroutes energy to the amygdala, slowing down processing in other areas which is why it can be difficult to speak or make rational decisions when we're afraid. Folks, we are working with two things here, fear versus the facts. My new thing is stick with the facts. I was just telling my, my sister in Christ, Gozi, about this. Stick, let's stick with the facts, Gozi. Outside info, so gossip included, people's projections, past trauma, disappointment are not facts. I'll say that again. Outside information, people's projections, 
past trauma, disappointment included, are not facts. Will you believe fear or the facts? So that's question prompt number three, right? What will I entertain? Actions or facts? Numbers? Facts. I'm going to go out on a leap here and I'm going to say dreams are facts. They may not make sense to us, but they're facts. Randomly running into someone or and they tell you something or you're, you were uh, in a thought process and then you randomly, I'm using air quotes here, by the way, run into someone and it's like, oh, my gosh, that totally makes sense what I, what, what I just thought. Fact. Or someone asks you randomly, which I've had several times in the last few years, are you a lawyer? Facts. Will you believe fear or facts? Will you believe fear or the facts? People of God, specifically. The scripture says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. A Second Timothy 1 and 7. It also says, The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 14. I can't tell you what's going to happen. And you best believe I'm leaning towards sticking with the facts in this next phase, y'all. And to that, shout out to the team of attorneys that my Aunt Pete, she is bad. <laughs> she has connected me with so many humans that are have been amazing in this short time frame in terms of who to talk to, what to talk about, what to ask, where to turn, various resources. God is a wonder. So thank you to this team of attorneys that are a part of my village now. So, so grateful to you all, um, including my parents. You know, shout out to, shout out to Acopari. Our team was featured in Umso Magazine's Spring Edition. And I'm just over the moon grateful for the opportunity to share the good news of community service with community. I am super stoked that and humbled (laughs) that um, they decided to put myself on the cover. A few women who are advocates for just global the global experience uh, in addition to just opportunities for me to contribute and give back to the University of Missouri St. Louis which is my alma mater celebrating 20 years this year having graduated in 2003 and so celebrating in this way it's such a full circle honestly my goal when I initially introduced the storyline to Tim was to give Acopri a platform of exposure. And we talked about that for quite some time. Um, and I'm so glad. There are so many opportunities that I had no idea about that now I know uh, Acopri can explore in terms of spreading the good news about what we're doing in the Republic of Moldova in terms of advocating for Roma and immigrants, their rights, their housing rights, uh, in general, their transition uh, to integrate into society, as well as just sharing their stories. You know, we'll get there eventually, but that is essential. So I ask, 
one more time. Will you believe fear or the facts? I look forward to your comments, questions, contributions, perspectives, and reframes. Don't forget to share the podcast with a friend, family member, neighbor, or coworker. I hope to interact with you on IG at Authentic Self Advocate or at Israel Aisha on Facebook. If this was your first podisode, my name is Israel. Most people call me Iz or Izzy. Welcome, sis, sister in Christ, fellow human, to podisode number 13, the second podisode of 2023. Thank you for joining us on AB. We are changing the conversation, expanding, discerning, and advancing the kingdom's agenda. I pray your month is productively busy and full of balance.